joining us today for another episode of What's Your Why Wednesday. Today, I am joined by someone that if you don't know him, you need to get to know him. This is Darius James, president and CEO of Porch Point Mortgage. Well, I have seen you, Darius, at different events, and we really haven't had a lot of time to connect, but what really interested me in hearing your why is that you are very confident in who you are and your delivery and your messaging and how you own yourself is something that I want everyone to realize that they need to embrace that also. So today we are going to hear a little bit about your why and what you're working on at your company. So let's jump right into it. All right. Absolutely. Most of us came into the mortgage industry by accident, but we stay in the mortgage industry because it's tied to our professional and personal why. So at this time, I would love to hear, what is your why? So first off, Laura, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure being here with you. Um, I want to say that uh, I wouldn't feel right if I just started talking without thanking you for having me on your podcast. It's definitely a pleasure to be with you this morning. Um, as far as my why, um, that's a great question. Um, for one, I think it is always adapting and changing. Um, as I grow as a man, I'm 29 years old. I've been in this industry since I was 19 years old. So wow. um, as I grow, my why changes. Um, when I first started, I didn't have a family. I didn't have a lovely wife that I've been married to for four years this summer. I didn't have children, uh, which me and my wife uh, have quite a big family. I have seven uh, children all together with me and my wife. We also have twins. Um, so there's a lot to get up for in the morning every single day. All right. Um, for me, um, and we'll talk a little bit about where I'm from and what I come from, but I don't come from a affluent background. I have phenomenal parents, right? They have supported me in ways that I can never repay them for. And I have a great support system, but I don't come from a affluent background. So when someone asks me, what's my why? My first response is survival. Mm. Right? So um, it's, it's that simple and that complicated, right? So my first re response is survival. I'm from Metro Detroit. Ypsilanti, Michigan is the city that I'm actually from where the crime rate is. If you look at the numbers, it'll be alarming, right? And if I don't speak that and say that, I, I guess that I wouldn't be doing my job so long, right? Starting in this industry at 19 years old, I wasn't very vocal about the success that I was accomplishing or where I wasn't. I wasn't walking in my true self. I still thought that I had to hide a part of me, right? I still thought that I had to fit this mode, right, of corporate America or wherever it was that I was, I couldn't be Darius. So I didn't step in a room authentically Darius. I was afraid that, hey, if I like Drake or if this hip hop song was my favorite song that someone would judge me, right? Um, where, or if, if you really know me, my passion is music, right? So I'm not an artist or anything like that. I don't, I'm not that talented, I would say. But if you know me, like for my birthday, my birthday's in December. Um, I live in Tennessee. I'm originally from Michigan. Um, I went home for my birthday in Michigan and I'm not like the guy who goes out and stuff like that, but I called my friends and we went to the recording studio, 
And we sat there and we did what I call music therapy and just let out music because that's who I am. So um, part of my why is just being authentically me to be able to walk my truth and be the person I am coming from where I'm come where I come from. And um, there's a lot of limitations that others would like to place on you. And I don't believe in that. Right. Um, starting Darius, at night. I have to, I have to ask yeah. you, yeah, please tell me, how did you get into the mortgage industry? I want to hear <laughs> this story. Yeah. So um, I came, I went to college in North Dakota. I went to a college called Mayville State University. It is a small college in North Dakota. Um, I didn't know where North Dakota was, had no idea. Um, probably say that's crazy, but really didn't. I knew it was the state, didn't know where it was. But I went to college for North Dakota. Um, I spent uh, about a year in college um, at North Dakota and North Dakota at Mayville State University. When I got home um, in that stand, before I went to college, I also joined the Army Reserve. So I spent eight years in the United States Army. But um, when I got back home from college, my uncle, he was working for Quicken Loans. Ah. Um, he had worked for Quicken Loans my whole life, right? And when I, when I talk about my childhood and not coming from an affluent background, um, in my community, right, there was only so many outlets. You've seen drug dealers and you've seen basketball players, right? Well, Laura, I can tell you that I wasn't very good at shooting a basketball. I suck still to this day. Right. And I knew organically that that wasn't going to be my path. I had no intentions on selling drugs or anything like that. So I would look for individuals who had a different path. I didn't want to live paycheck to paycheck. I never wanted to be average. I knew that for a very young age. I always had this like entrepreneur bug. My mom told me that she knew from a very young age, I'm her middle child, that that guy was going to be different. I always told her I would be the one um, to do something different. But I came back home um, from college, um, sync back up with my uncle. He's one of my closest mentors still to this day. I met my uncle when I was 14 years old, crazy thing, right? So I haven't known my uncle my whole entire life either, but he was in mortgages, right? And when I was young, I would hang out with him. We had something in similar. We just talked about music. I love music, right? My uncle also owned a recording studio. So he would teach me at a very young age how to audio engineer and something that was directly tied to my passion, right? And me being me, I'm an entrepreneur, right? At heart, since birth, I was always trying to figure out how to turn $1 into $2. Maybe it comes with starting with only a quarter, right? Because you don't have a lot. Um, the way I grew up, my mother worked three jobs to raise her three sons. Um, as a single mother. So um, there was a lot there. But when I met my uncle, he, um, he was in mortgages, it didn't click to me that this was going to be my path, or I was going to do mortgages or anything like that. I went to college came home, I was doing a network marketing company, uh, we were selling this little orange energy drink. Um, so I was traveling all around the country talking public speaking is my passion. If I could do anything, uh, for forever, it'll be uh, public speaking. Um, so it, it aligned, I was selling energy drinks. It, there was rooms packed of kids, 100, 200, 300. I remember one time at Eastern Michigan, we had a room full of 2,500 people and I'm selling an energy drink in front of them as a, a 19 year old kid that's right before mortgages. And my uncle always told me, hey, that's a pyramid scheme. And I would tell him, I said, hey, well, you can make money in pyramid schemes, just depending on where you got in. I was naive. And it all, de all depends <laughs> yeah. where you are in the pyramid. Yeah, right. right? So it depends <laughs> on where you're at. I was a 19-year-old kid. I didn't know any better. 
long story short, we're sitting in his basement. He had just left um, Quicken and he was over at UWM. Right. So we're sitting in his basement and we're talking and he was telling me, you don't have a choice. You're going to work for Quicken. I put in your application. He said, your interview is this day. So wow. organically, right. I, I got into the industry early, how most people fall in by mistake, but it's normally their second or third uh, yep. career. Um, you're sitting in front of someone. I've never had another job, Laura. Wow. That I've only awesome. been in the mortgage industry. And so he, I had an interview um, at 19 at Quicken. Um, I didn't think that I was going to take the job. I knew nothing about mortgages. I didn't even know how to spell the word. Um, I knew you paid somebody for a home, of course, right? But I didn't know how that whole concept worked. My mother had never had a mortgage, right? So I didn't know how that whole concept worked, but I got there and it was this such a, a colorful place and um, it's such a vibrant place. So um, at 19 years old, I, I, um, I stayed there and in my very first day, I never forget it. Uh, my very first day um, at Quicken, they have what's called culture day. The okay. culture day is at Quicken. It's a real big deal. Um, everybody who's new in the company goes there. So it's thousands of people um, there. This year, I remember it. Um, it was at the Fox Theater in downtown Detroit. And so they have all the speakers speaking and they're um, all work for Quicken. There's Quicken leadership. And there was this guy named Tim Berkmeyer. And he, um, he ran uh, the whole Quicken Web Banking Center. And soon as he got on stage, next speaker was speaking. I got up on my seat and I jetted out the door, right? I wanted to catch him in the hallway. Mm -hmm. And I called him in the hallway and I asked him a very, um, a, a very quick question. I said, hey, my name is Darius James. You don't know me, but you will. And I'm going to be one of the best bankers at your company. Will you mentor me? Oh, wow. Right. And uh, he said, yes. He said, yes. And um, he mentored me, right? So I'd have a, a meeting with him. He would talk to me about the industry. He would just guide me. And then uh, very early on, my, on in my career, when I got my license, right, it was time for me to hit the banking floor. He said, I got a better mentor than me for you. Wow. He said, he's a star. He's up and coming. And there's something great that you can learn from him outside of the business. He said, this is a man that you can learn from and take a whole lot from. And that man was Austin Enoch. Um, so I, um, from 19 for about four and a half years, I worked directly under Mr. Austin Emick. He was oh, my director. He, uh, he taught me a ton about mortgages. Um, but that's how I got into the industry, right? So I'm wow. forever grateful, um, for the people that helped me. I'm definitely here on the shoulders of giants, um, because there is a lot of help that went into getting me here. Laura, I am a former juvenile delinquent, um, my story is remarkable. Um, when I sit there and I think about where I've been, what I've been able to accomplish and where I'm going, I'm forever grateful for the people who's helped me and the people who have really came into my life and showed me what's possible. Because without, some, without this industry, there's no doubt that I wouldn't think the way that I think now. This industry opened my eyes up to a whole nother world of not just work and not just um, finances and to be able to be able to provide for your family, but it just opened my whole world up to possibility. Or I am a 29-year-old African-American male in America who owns a mortgage company. Yeah. 
I am just happy to be here, Laura. And you sh- and you should be very proud of yourself, Darius, because I know, listen, the whole reason why I do this podcast, the whole reason why this came into fruition is because I want to spotlight the amazing people in our industry, because a mm-hmm. lot of times people think that we come into this industry because it's about the money or because mm-hmm. it's, it's all tied into that. But hearing stories like yourself and so many others that I've heard, we may start out as that being the reason why we come in, because mm-hmm. we look at it as a job and look at it as a way to take care of our families. But it becomes so much more than that. It is so much bigger than that. But Darius, the reason why you've seen the success and the road that you're on and so much more, so much of a long road that you will continue on is because you took that first step. You took that first step of walking out of that room and catching that gentleman to having the vulnerability of saying, you don't know me, but you're going to know me. And will you mentor me? I can tell you from people that have come to me to ask me to mentor Mm -hmm. them. and, And I have many that I love dearly, but you have to show vulnerability in that instance of putting yourself out there. It's like asking the girl out on the date or asking the guy out on the date, right? You have to, you're raw. You are raw at that moment to expose yourself to say, I would like you to mentor me because you don't know what that reaction is going to be. And depending on what it is, it could positively or negatively affect you. So you came in with the right intention and the right mindset of saying, hey, What's the worst thing that can happen, right? What's the worst thing that can yeah. happen? And you bet on you. You bet on yourself. I believe that's really, the best stock right? you can ever bet on. I agree. I so agree. And now it's it's only the beginning. It's only the beginning. So this leads me to my next question. So here mm-hmm. you are, 10 years. Can you believe 10 years in already? I know, right? right? I did it. I can't believe you already. And just so you know, Darius, I came into this industry at 21. So I'm a very, I did have a couple of jobs before it, but career, my only career. So yes, I'm right there with you that, yes, I grew up in this industry and I'm I'm very thankful for it. All right. So let me ask you, give me that story. Everyone in Mm -hmm. the mortgage industry has those special stories that are just in our hearts, right? Those, Those ones where you just realize the impact that you had with working with a family. So please share one of those stories that have touched you with us. Yeah, so I don't have a story where it's just one in particular person, right? Okay. So I'm gonna give you a story here, Laura, that um, not only showed me the impact that we have in our communities and the ability that a loan officer has, an originator, some a real estate agent, anybody who's in our space has, but I'm going to tell you a story that had a dual impact because it had a life-changing impact on myself that really changed the way that I looked at this industry completely. And what people ask, like, how are you able to get here at 29? It has to do with this story and a mind. Uh, switch in my head because I realized, Laura, um, before I get into this story, starting at 19, I knew about 2021 that this was not only what I was going to do, 
for the rest of my life, but I was going to learn every single thing that I could. I was very strategic. I took positions to understand every element of a mortgage, right? I was one of the top originators in the country. Once I was one of the top originators in the country, I wanted to run one of the top banking teams in the country. Once I ran one of the top banking teams in a country, I learned that there was a whole new side of mortgages, wholesale, that I knew nothing about. I said, hey, I want to learn wholesale. I was at AE for like two months, got promoted to special projects and rolled out non-QM loans. And then I went over to the director of business development for Home Point Financial, which is what I did before opening my own mortgage company. But I was just assessed with finding a better way and understanding everything I could in this industry so I could create and duplicate and scale a company that I believe was a company that was derived in love and care in everything we do, right? Now, how do we get there? Why did I tell you that before I told you the story, Laura? When I was 19 years old, I remember sitting at my desk, um, downtown Detroit, Michigan, um, sitting at my desk. I would get to work before every single person. Um, just who I am. I was I'm the first person in, last person out kind of guy. Um, I would get there before everybody because the phone still rung, mm-hmm. but no one else was there, right? So mm-hmm. I would get calls that no one else would get. And um, therefore, I, my production was always higher than everyone else's because I was willing to outwork them. Right. Um, but I was sitting at my desk and I got this call and it would happen often. Um, but Gladys, right, was her name. I'll never forget Gladys. Um, she um, was a call. I was a refinance banker. I guess that's to set the stage. I was a refinance banker uh, for the first part of my career. And in refinance banking, when I started, right, the market was kind of like it is now, right? Yeah. I started back in 2012, right? Interest rates were a little high. I, I remember still selling five and a quarters on yeah. uh, FHA loans. We're not there yet, but I remember doing so. So uh, to set the stage, that market was a heavy cash out market, right? A heavy be a advisor, show people how they can save cash flow, right? I'm a numbers guy. I've always been fascinated with numbers, always trying to make the numbers work, right? Always trying to make, I've just been fascinated with numbers since I was a young kid. So I was naturally gifted at being able to look at somebody's financial situation, right? And being able to dig deep and go deeper than surface levels, looking at their credit report, because in our industry, so many times are we talking to someone and we qualify them for a product because Fannie Mae, FHA, or USDA, or some other entity says that this person qualifies for a mortgage, right? And we can give it to them. Right. And that's our job to give it to them. But is it the right thing to do when you haven't really dug deep and spoke to that client about their overall financial profile? You're not going to see that cell phone bill on the credit report. Right. You're not going to see that Comcast bill on the credit report. You're or not going to see that daycare. Uh, right. You know, Unless so, it's VA. <laughs> exactly. So you're not going to see these heavy things. So um, just because the numbers in front of you say they qualify for that loan, if you don't really actually care about people, and I care, um, I think that's where the biggest thing comes. I'm, I'm a curious person. And if we have a relationship and you're a genuine person, the strongest characteristic my mother ever gave me is a heart. Um, because I lead with my heart, it's on my sleeves and everything I do. So if I'm talking to you, I actually care about you. If I'm investing my time, I'm going to care about you. So I would care about these people so much to ask, are, are, how much are you paying for uh, electricity? 
How much you paying for child support? Okay. Um, what other bills? I know we talked about what's here on your credit report, but what other bills do you have outside of there? Right. And you will learn that there's not enough money there. Right. Right. Like, so, um, just a personal opinion. I think middle class is one of the hardest classes to live in America, right? Middle class is the class where you struggle with um, every single month, whether to pay the bills or to eat, right? Where you don't get government assistance and you don't get help for anybody because you make just enough money to barely get by, right? So, um, and that's the average American. The average American is middle class. So when you're a loan officer, that's who you're working with. Uh, more than likely. So I would talk to them and just ask really good questions and dive deep. So the story uh, with Gladys is um, her gratitude, right? So I was able to save her $1,500 in cash flow, not $1,500 in her mortgage payment. Her mortgage payment went up, right? But her monthly expenditures, right? I cared about her enough and I wrote down every single thing, right? All right, Gladys pays six hundred dollars um, for childcare for her two daughters. I would know her two daughters' names. Right. Right. I know how old they are. I know what daycare they went to. Right. But I was able to save Gladys not in mortgage payment. Her mortgage payment went up a little bit, but I was able to save her fifteen hundred dollars in cash flow every single month. The gratitude that that woman had, and the things that she showed to me. Right. She invited me to uh, dinner. Um, she's in Alabama. Right. Mm -hmm. I was in Michigan at the time, but she is in Alabama. It's crazy that my company is headquartered in the great state of Alabama now as well. Um, but I was in Michigan at the time. She was in Alabama. She invited me to dinner. She said, I'll play. Your, I'll pay for your plans. I said, Gladys, I can never, ever <laughs> accept that. Uh, I am humbly grateful. Right. So the impact that you have on other people's lives. Right. Gladys was in tears. Yeah. She was literally in tears because no one had took the time to talk to her and care about her, right? Everyone was telling her she was in a good spot because interest rates were high at the time, right? And they couldn't give her a better interest rate, right? But Gladys put this information on the internet for a reason. Gladys reached out to a mortgage company for a reason because she needed help. Yep. But if we don't have the conversation, if we don't get real with people because we're scared, right, to do our job, then we won't know to help these people um, and truly how to have that impact and a lasting effect. Um, we're sitting here, right? I was 19 years old when this happened. Uh, one of the first things that happened, that's why I said this was one of those things in my career that really changed the trajectory of my career, right? Now you're probably thinking, all right, I get how it impacted Gladys, but how did that really impact Darius? Well, I'll tell you. I was a 19-year-old kid, right? Like we were saying, uh, it's a reoccurring theme. Um, us 19-year-old kid, when this happened, um, I wear suits every single day of life, Laura. It's my thing. If you ask my wife, if I step out the house, 99% of the time I have a suit on. People think it is overkill, right? My guy, Chris Griffith, Christopher Griffith, he'll never wear a suit like this, right? <laughs> Every single day, not kind of his thing, but he said, you know, it works for you. And I That's told right. him the same thing as well. I said, hey, the reason I wear a suit every single day is because when I was a kid, for one, I always said that I wanted a job that I could wear a suit in, right? So when I got the job that I could wear a suit in, right? A loan officer, um, everybody at Quicken uh, wears a suit every single day to work. Well, I was broke. 
didn't have the money. My parents didn't have the money, didn't have anybody I could go to. My, my suits came from Value World. Mm. All right. So I wear uh, a suit every single day uh, to work from Value World. It didn't make me any difference. I didn't care. I wanted to wear a suit. I wanted to look good. To me, I was fly. Mm. Right. Um, I had a leader uh, who pulled me aside and he said, hey, Darius, when you start making uh, commission checks, I want you to do one thing for me. I said, absolutely. I respect the man. I said, absolutely. Shoot. He said, every single time you get a commission check, buy a suit. I've done that for a 10-year career. Wow. Right? Um, so I say that to say that's just giving you a little more context of who I, who I am and how and why this impacted me so much, right? You know, but, it, it's, it's funny, Darius. And, you know, <laughs> so many things you're saying, of course, is resonating with me. And, and mm -hmm. of course, leading with our heart is, is so vital. And, you know, I always say that we are, it's a privilege and an honor to mm -hmm. serve people in the mortgage industry, right? Absolutely. For us to have our knowledge and our craft and our skill of what we know, to be able to change other people's lives is a blessing. It is absolutely a blessing. But Sometimes we lose sight of why we're doing it, right? Mm -hmm. Like the Gladys. We, we mm -hmm. lose sight of Gladys. There's a Gladys every single day, right? Change the name, but it's a Gladys, yes, right? And I think about it the same as if we were a doctor, right? Mm -hmm. If we were a doctor, we can have some our patient come in and we can, okay, patient, tell us what's going on. And we can answer that one little question and send them away with their prescription or, you know, tell them the answer to whatever it is they ask. Or we can do a comprehensive physical on them. And mm -hmm. we can take a look from top to bottom and sit down and understand everything about them and then be able to properly diagnose or put them on a plan to make sure they live a long, healthy life. We Absolutely. have that same choice. We can have someone reach out and say, I would like to refinance. And we could quickly analyze that they're paying three and a half. Now the rate is four and a half and say, no, you're good. That would answer their question. But that's not taking the time and the care to do a full review of understanding them. And that comes I agree. from your heart. It absolutely comes from your heart. I totally agree. Um, it, it was, that's, that's the biggest thing. That's something that not only I bring to my business life, but my personal life is love and care in everything I do. Love and care always, right? If you ask my team, if you ask my wife, if you ask my kids, that's something that's a reoccurring theme. Um, it's loving care always, and the shy will starve. Can't be shy. Um, but the way that that Gladys story really resonates with me and how it impacted me is because Gladys was in tears, but what she didn't know is that 19-year-old kid on the other side of the phone, right, in the office, nobody else in the office, right, it's 6 o'clock in the morning, no one else in the office was also in tears. Because what she didn't realize, her gratitude and her thankful that she was giving me because I was changing her life, she had no idea that she was changing this inner city, former juvenile delinquents kids absolutely life. When I started in the mortgage industry, when someone says they don't have two quarters to rub together, I didn't have two, like, I couldn't buy a McDonald's sandwich if I wanted to. Right. But what I had was drive. What I had was passion um, to be assessed with finding a better way. 
coming from um, a crime-ridden community and knowing the likely outcomes of certain paths had me obsessed with finding a better way, right? Early on in my life, I, I went down the wrong path and I recorrected early. Um, and it's one of the biggest blessings that I've ever had is that I moved out of um, my community in the 10th grade, right? Um, not because uh, it was planned. Uh, my mother got a new job in a different city um, that was a little further away from where I grew up and I made different friends. So um, if you show me your friends, I'll, I'll show you your future without a doubt. My best friend, yeah. team lead underwriter UWM. Second, oh, he got awesome. out of college. Second, he got out of college. I said, come on, get in the ball game, right? Because that's another thing that I'm super, super passionate about, uh, Laura. Um, being so young and accomplishing this success, other people don't know, right? People don't know is the barrier to entry to the mortgage finance industry is 18 with no felonies. Right. People don't right. know that. Think about that, right? <laughs> right. You are correct. <laughs> the barrier to entry to do what we do, right? Um, it's 18 with no felonies, right? Where if you look in the country, right, $100,000 a year, average salary for a loan officer. Right. Right. So they're not telling us this. There's, there's, there, that's not being told at the career fair, yeah. right? That's not and, being. And bottom line, Darius, I mean, you know, in order for us to truly serve all communities, all mm -hmm. communities across the United States, we need those same people from those communities working in the mortgage industry. Absolutely. That is one of the problems, just like you said, not communicating it at the career fairs or not educating that what the barrier of entry is. We need that total diversity within our industry, because that's the only way we can serve the communities across yeah. the entire and United you, States. You don't know what you don't know. That's right? right. And I think a lot of it, um, a lot of it is these communities don't know that the opportunity is there, right? right? Not only to be able to have a career path, but when you look at home ownership uh, equity positions in America throughout different demographic groups, right? It's not that these, it's not that people don't want to own homes. It's not, it's not like that. It's just, they don't know for Correct. one, how easy and how attainable home ownership actually is. It's a lack of education and financial literacy. So I think that's one of, when we talk about why we're here in the whole premise of your podcast is what's your why? Um, one of my biggest whys is to show it's possible, right? To right. show that I'm actually that individual. People from where I'm from know me. When I yep. go there, they're going to recognize me. I'm not just this fly-by guy, night guy that says, hey, I'm successful and I'm from here. No, they remember me when yep. I was there and mm -hmm. I'm from there. So showing what's possible to open the door, whether it be for my sons, as far as legacy to yep. take my company to the next level, or just someone like Darius James, was 10 years ago, 15 years ago, sitting there looking for someone who looked like me, sound like me, that was from my community, that did something else that was successful. That's what I did not see when I looked around my community. Correct. And I was searching for that. I was Correct. searching for that individual that I can latch on to that had a vehicle that didn't end up being in a gravesite or in a jail cell, right? Or on a basketball court, because as we said, I can't play ball. I suck. I, like, I'm not joking. Like, <laughs> you should definitely pick me last, right? <laughs> so um, I, I knew that okay. wasn't, 
That's okay. <laughs> I knew that wasn't going to be my path, right? So now I and and this that's is, right. Have, and, and Darius, someone said it to me once, and it really resonated to me for being a woman in the mortgage mm -hmm. industry. And you can't be what you don't see. So you, you are what they see. That's exactly right. Yeah. So for for me, right? I just I feel now so or I have no regrets, right? I've had a beautiful 10 year career, right? There's been downs, right? 2016, I went absolutely flat broke, whole different story, right? <laughs> but um, there's been downs. But I think at this point in my life, and then this point in my career, one thing that I reflect on not regret, I reflect on and I promise myself that I would do different, right? Is I haven't been very vocal about what I've done, how I've done it and what I've accomplished, right? And I think that's hurt my community in so many ways, right? Yeah. Because I should have been that light saying, hey, but I didn't know, right? Right, this isn't me, this is growth as a man. This is me having my own family. This is me having my own kids. This is me um, owning my own company and, and thinking like, hey, that I have to, I have a duty to my community to not only win, right? Not only achieve, but show, demonstrate, educate, display, right? Not to brag, not to boast. And that was, that's what, that's the thing for me. And that's why it was hard for me. And that's why I didn't really personify um, what I was doing and how I was accomplishing it because I never wanted to come off as bragging or that I'm better than someone else. But um, I think it's my time. I think that if I don't do it, then I won't ever be able to sleep good at night. If I don't tell people what's possible, if I don't open up a path and be very vocal, like, hey, this is a $7 trillion industry a year, as Eddie P says. That's my guy, yes. by the way. Um, and wake up. Wake up. If you're in this industry, wake up. And, get off and your butt we need and put you. in some work. We need you. And we need yes, you. we need all of them. We need new people coming in. We need the people that are here being able to serve and lead from their heart. And Darius, you, you're correct. I, I can tell you, I, I suffered from exactly the same thing because I mm. was just like you, grew up in a, in a middle-class um, family, never owned a home. I didn't know what a mortgage was either. We didn't have mm. one of those either. Um, and... I was a young, me and my husband had our first child at 19. And, you know, so we were a young family, again, going, okay, now what do we do to pay the bills? And that's how I got into the mortgage industry. So I have similar story on that side I understand. Of it. But I had my first years, child at 19. Yeah, but for years, I'm like, I'm embarrassed. I don't want to share this story. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I want to hide my shame of being a teenage mom and, and all of that. And I only want people to see me now. And I realized what a mistake, what a mistake, because that's why people think you wow. can never get around your mistake that you made. And, and I'm not calling my child a mistake, but you know what I mean? That, Absolutely. that path, that path wasn't the path I thought I was going to have. And, but it turned out to be the blessing of my life because it brought me to the mortgage industry that changed everything for my family. 
We have to. Every person out there has to share their story because it's like you're living a double life. Darius, I'm going to tell you something. I was at Infuse last year Mm -hmm. and there was a woman that came up to me and she said, Laura, I just want to thank you. For, for being so vocal and being out there all the time and being, you know, always telling stories about this and that, whatever. She was telling me that she was contemplating taking her life wow. at one point. There was a great darkness that happened in her family and something awful was going on. And she had a moment in her life where she almost took her life. And based on something she heard, from something that I had said, and I was in a group of people, she changed her mindset. And she decided, no, it's not that bad. I can do something else. And I can get around this. Darius, there's people that need to hear your story. There's people out there that need to know what you did and how you did it so that they can relate to you. And they can understand that there's possibility, what you just said, right? There is possibility, whatever that possibility is. It doesn't have to be the mortgage industry. We would love for it to be the mortgage industry, but whatever it is, share it, share your light with others, share your story. Everyone needs to hear it because the people that it needs to connect with, it will. And for the people that are like, Hey, that guy again, it doesn't matter. Let them turn you off. (laughs) It doesn't (laughs) matter. The people that want to hear you and people that need to hear you need more of you. So don't, like you said about living that double life, you're correct. Don't hide it. Share it. It's your gift to the world. And and that as I've grown as a man, I've found out that you have to just live in your truth. You have to be authentically you, where I found myself, like you were just saying, and I was saying, living a double life where I'd be hiding half of who I am, right? And it, it just, in it doesn't correlate, right? So when you're communicating with someone else and you're not being your full self, um, it doesn't come through. I would change um, all kind of things about Darius that wasn't true to Darius, right? Because I felt that I had to fit some kind of mode or my employer wanted me to be X, right? When I was Y, Z, B, X, G, every other different L, uh, <laughs> letter combined together. Um, and um just my path a lot of that has to do with the military as well where uh i spent eight years in the army reserves which um it's very structured right where you have to do things in a certain way there's a chain of command you can't be open you can't be vulnerable right that's not what you're taught there so there was a lot of uh relearning for myself um and a lot of personal development but now um i'm gonna walk in any room that i am darius james authentically me um, it's what you're going to get. And I think that resonates with most people because I just genuinely care about people. If we're, we're in a room together, I'm going to ask you a question. Any, so Fuse was the first time a lot of people met me. And the, the reason a lot of people met me um, at Fuse is because I walked around and you were sitting down. I said, hey, what's your name? I'm I, like, I want to know you. <laughs> I, awesome. I'm curious. Tell me about you. Um, because I, I, I'm a people's person. I love people. So um, Again, Laura, I can't say this enough. I am grateful to be 
able to do this and to be here. And I am so thankful. It's only the for beginning, Darius. And what I know I, I say hear, that. What I want to hear is actually, <laughs> what are you working on now? I want to hear what you're what you're working on. Yeah, so uh, that's exciting, right? Because uh, if you see my face just lit up because this is what <laughs> I live for, right? All right tell so me. my dream was to open a mortgage company. Um, I took head of Porch Point Mortgage as the president and the CEO effectively of January 5th of awesome. 2022. So I've only been in my role here for what? Not very long, a few months oh. now. But in that time, we've grown our loan officer base. Um, by the end of the year, we'll be tracking for about 25 loan officers. Awesome. We're now growing our footprint as a, a mortgage company. We're coming out from, we're headquartered in Huntsville, Alabama. We're transitioning from a regional uh, company to a national lender. We're pending in 15 different states right now. Um, so we're coming out to be an, a national lender and working a whole lot with building that brand, right? Where if there's another broker out here listening or another loan officer out there listening, the biggest thing that I can take away from, now my story is remarkable, right? Um, I like when I hear it, I'm like, that was you, you went through that, mm -hmm. right? Um, but what I am good at, Laura, is business. This is what I love. This is what I do. This is what I breathe. And this is what I sleep. Now, the business that I am the absolute best in is mortgages because I've never had another job, but my passion is business. So if you're an entrepreneur out there or another loan officer out there listening, the biggest thing and the biggest tip that I can tell you that we're doing at our company that will make a difference, right? Not everything can be quantified right away, right? But investing in building a brand will pay you dividends in this business investing in building a brand, I'll say it again, will pay you dividends in business. So having this 10 year career, right, realizing that I was going to do this from 2021, I realized I was going to open a mortgage company. I've been studying for 10 years, lawyer. I've been studying, I know what's made some of the best mortgage companies the largest mortgage companies in the country. And there's a very, very, very common denominator that we can bring into the broker space to blow up our space and gain more market share as brokers. And that's brand, right? Where my company and myself have found out ways to do radio at an effective cost, to do billboards at an effective cost, to do Hulu ads at an effective cost, to be on TV spots, at effective cost, to do PR at an effective cost, right? So we have a whole marketing funnel, right? That isn't just a source of running ads, right? Or trying to get leads, right? It, the, the campaign isn't geared to bring in business through the door. The campaign is geared to build awareness of our brand, right? right? who we are, what we do, what our company core values are, and what we stand for. If you take the time to build a brand, right, where I've took so much time to build the brand of the company, and we're putting so much energy and resources in building the brand, where a lot of others are spending the time and trying to attract the business, Right. which I think it's great, right? There's nothing wrong with that. You got to have business. It's a business, right? Um, you got to have business to be a business. But that brand where it helps us is when I'm on the phone with a client 
and I start telling my story, say, hey, I'm Darius, and I've been, I say, I already know I've seen you in Market Watch. Right. I already know I've seen you in Business Insider. Yep. No, all, right? right there. That's social right proof. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Is, is one of the biggest things that I bring to the table in this space, and I'm going to continue to blow that up, and I'm going to continue to uh, help other loan officers and other brokers like my brother, right? We're talking about things that we got going in the hopper. Uh, my brother, Lamont Harris, Harris Financial Group out in Las Vegas. Uh, he's killing it. Um, but we're working on a show right now, right? Where when you turn on TV, there's all the real estate TV shows, yeah, right? Um, but there's not a whole lot from our perspective. Right. There's not a whole lot from our side of the financing table. So we had the unique opportunity uh, when we were in Atlanta at EPMX to meet with an executive producer who has a few shows on Netflix currently. And we are working on our pilot to pitch currently um, awesome. to Netflix and a few other um, blockbuster venues to have a new show, right? Which is all about not only about uh, the mortgage industry, but financial literacy to yeah. clients, right? And just providing a different look at our industry. So that's another thing that we have going on, as well as me and uh, Lamont Harris as well. We're working on an association, right? Um, where our association, I love AIM, and I'm forever going to be a part of AIM. I'm, I'm very grateful for what they've done for the community. Um, but I do think there's still a void. And I, I think the void is in the, minor, the minority community. And um, so me and Lamont Harris have been working diligently for the few last few months to figure this out, right? How can we support um, minorities, not only in um, mortgages, but in our sector in general? And how can we create a farm? Right. And what I mean by a farm is how can we bring awareness to the barrier entry is 18 with no felonies, right? Um, how can we bring awareness to that to get more uh, minorities in our industry, right? Working in our industry, providing for their families in our industry, which as we both know, can, uh, it's not the reason I do what I do, but it is provided me and my family a lifestyle that I couldn't have imagined, right? My kids yeah. think we're rich. And I say, hey, we're not people <laughs> Right. Like that's not that that's not happening. But um, so the association we're heavily focused on where AIM helps in our broker community. Yep. We're kind of on the opposite side of it, where we're looking to do is attract talent for um our industry, train them for free, right? Attract the talent, train them for free, and then have a community of um, broker owners, mortgage companies, real estate owners, uh, real estate brokers, a community of them that are a part of our association for internships, right? right. We're working on a program where these young people or anybody can yep. come in and be a part of our program where half of their internship is at a mortgage company and half of their internship is at a real estate company. Right. So they can Yep, both, both of the worlds, mm -hmm. right? We're even thinking about and we're kicking around how can we bring title into the loop? There's right. so many other different yep. sides of this. Of how course. can we bring it into the fold, train people, give them quality training for free, give them internships so they have real life experience. And then if you're a part of our association, then you can hire 
and give these people an opportunity to be a part of your company and grow as well. Right. right. So um, that's one of the things that we're immensely focused on right now awesome. at a grand scale level. I love it. I love it. Well, that ties into your legacy question, because all of that that you're doing is building a legacy and a lasting impact, not only for you, but for all of those that may not even be in our industry at the moment. That is fabulous. Well, Darius, thank you so much for sharing your why, sharing your passion and your love for who you serve and, and everything in our industry. We will continue to watch and celebrate you as you continue to make these changes on our industry. Thank you so much, Darius. Thank you for having me, Laura, and God bless America.